welcome back to another podcast here in the Rams Den. And today, uh, my guest is George. Uh, George, who would you class yourself as a, how would you class yourself actually? I was thinking about saying like men's rights advocate <laughs> or men's issues, raising it's, awareness of men's issues. Like how would you, what title would you give yourself? Actually? Well, I, my title, I'm a George is my title. <laughs> and in, I, I, this is, I guess, a really good point is that yeah. I started off as a feminist, but I left that label behind. I never, I've never once called myself a men's rights activist. Okay. I just feel like labels just become sticks to beat you with. And Fair also enough. like blindfolds. Like I don't, I want to sort of take little bits and pieces. I want to take some ideas from feminism. I want to take some ideas from men's rights and combine them in my own specific way. So I just go George. Cool. So labelless George then. Labelless. I mean, I am, I am, I mean, to give you something to grab onto, I am left-leaning. I'm a Labour voter. Okay. Uh, okay. I call myself progressive and egalitarian, I guess, would be cool. probably the best label. I mean, but that's more of a, a philosophy than a political movement. Okay. That's fair enough. Well, well, I I wanted to get you on on the show on the podcast because I have been following your Instagram account, the Tin Men. Um, where just to give people a flavour of of why you're here. So the the bio um, reads: widening perspectives around men, uncomfortable conversations, and ugly truths. The unpopular other half of gender equality and men's mental health. Now, yeah. like some of that, everybody listening is going to be like, "Yeah, that's great." The mental health bit, that's really good. The rest of it. Yeah. Like, uh, ugly truths the unpopular you other are. half of gender this sounds spicy right so you nailed it yeah yeah so I, so you gave us a quick intro give us a bit more uh, yeah tell us about like yeah what you do then and then you know first of all actually why the tin men first of all start with the name what, oh, where did that come from so many good questions thank you um yeah the tin men was originally based on um wizard of oz the yeah. character the tin man who follows dorothy he joins the journey to find his heart but Spoiler alert, he already had one and he finds out he's always at a heart. And I was like, what a great sort of um, symbol for the male experience. Uh, so that's it. That's and men meaning that I'm not, it's not me. I'm not the tin man. It's all men. All men are tin men. Uh, we're seeing as these hollowed out robotic sort of, yeah, um, robots. And it turns out we actually do have hearts. We just got to look a little, little deeper um, what I do, I think, yeah, you did a great job. You've picked up the mental health thing that I strategically put in there. And I'm so glad because right. there, there are significant issues that affect men. And I'm sure we'll go into them in depth, like right mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end of, some, of a man's life. There are significant issues he will experience purely on the basis of his gender, as well as obviously for women too, but they're different. Mental health is the, is the one, is the thin end of the wedge for me. I feel like that's the, that's the issue that over the last five years has become more and more palatable. I'm thankfully I'm hearing more and more said about men's mental health. Male suicide is becoming a bigger issue. Mm. And I feel like all the issues I talk about, so health, education, sexual violence, domestic abuse, addiction, incarceration, child, all the things that I talk about, they all feed into mental health. They all impact a man's mental health. So whereas I, I do like, I get a big thumbs up to the, the, the ambition to talk more about mental health. I, I try to go deeper and I try to ask what is, causing men's distress what are the problems behind it and they're not internalized they're not all about telling him to cry more but they're they're often as a women uh externally come from external sources so financial pressure uh, political inequality um sort of family problems problems at work problems of money and those are the things i try and talk about and they all feed into mental health uh so right. that's how i got here 
And, and what and what like so you mentioned earlier you came from a, a more of a feminist background. So then what kind of ticked you over to, to start being more focused on, on men's issues? Like what, what inspired all of this? I just got like told inspired to you it. to start talking about it. <laughs> not, not what inspired all the problems. I think we're going to get to that a bit. Well, later. I'm a big fan of due diligence. Okay. Uh, I mean, although I never, no longer consider myself a feminist, I still am a lover and supporter of women and an advocate of women. Uh, just as much as any feminist. Uh, I guess the reason why I deliberately chose to no longer call myself that is that I found it too restrictive. I would often be involved in feminist discussions and feminist spaces around, say, violence. I remember one of them was like violence against women, for example, uh, women who are sort of killed. And then I'd go away and I'd look at the research and I know I know the numbers, 81% of murders worldwide are against men. And I'd re-enter these spaces and I'd be like, why are we talking just about violence against women when four out of five murders are worldwide against men. And then, uh, unsurprisingly, I'd often get showered at and uh, pointed at and talk, it's not about that and go make your own space if that's what you want to talk about it. And people would be like, this isn't about you, uh, not right now, you know, take a seat or take a ticket, join the back of the queue, go make your own space. And then I did. <laughs> There's only so many right. times you can be told to make your own page for who you like. I actually can do that. I can probably make like really good content, better than the content I'm already seeing so I did. I, just, I took people upon the offer and here we are. And made your own space. And and so I guess that the reason, another reason maybe you've done this is, do you, do you, did you perceive at that time, well, of course you did, a lack of focus on the things you were bringing up or, or were, they just not fo- were they just not focused on in those areas? So my question is, was there a lack of focus in general or just a specific lack of focus in these feminist spaces, in your opinion? But, uh, both, both. Right. But I mean, feminism presents itself as the sort of the guardian of gender equality is almost like a monopoly of gender equality. If you're talking about gender equality, people think that as a synonym for feminism, which isn't, right. which isn't true, mm. but people think it is. So okay. I, I didn't quite, feminism is a very difficult thing to get your head around because it's such a broad church. There's so many different types and everyone has their own individual <laughs> definition. Right. Like a lot of people think it's about women's rights. Some people think it's about equal rights. Some think it's about everybody. Some it excludes certain people. It includes others. Mm. And, uh, I try to stay out of that battle battlefield, and if I do stray into it, I want to be specific in my criticism. I want, if I'm going to criticize the big, the big ogre, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to be clear who, which organizations or individuals I find problematic. I don't want to just make baseless, generic sort of um, insults towards them because that's. I mean, then, then I'm no better than the people that do that towards men. So. Okay. Um, I find it flawed. I find the I find the idea of patriarchy increasingly inaccurate to my lived experience living in the West today. I don't find that a concept that's particularly useful mm-hmm. um, or or accurate. And I think there's better worldviews out there. And I didn't like how feminism was so anchored to that idea. And being anchored to an idea isn't is not scientific, in my opinion. Like, right. No. That's, that's just it. objectively true, though. Well, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm a big fan of, I mean, below yeah. everything, I'm a, I'm a scientist. I love science. I come from a, come from a scientific background, and um, I like falsifying, falsifying ideas. I like presenting a, a theory and then attacking it. And then if it, if it can sort of withstand my attacks, then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll adopt this idea until I can find something better. Right. But so many ideas in feminism were not open to that sort of level of interrogation. So then I just threw it away and uh, continued on my own. Yeah, that, that was probably the right thing to do. I can tell you from personal experience and my partner, she tried to bring up some 
two women having a debate about feminism and it was a very interesting debate she tried to share it in our at the time our work group that we were in and uh it got rejected deleted so don't show that here again it's not yeah. allowed you know so yeah. this is something i've experienced personally not you you're not allowed to have this kind of formal criticism so um no, it, and it seems that um it seems that you've been that there's been a need for what you're doing because i mean your page has been really successful from what i can see the engagement is really high uh you've you've got like is it 40 over forty thousand yeah. uh, followers and your, your posts are reaching really a lot of people can you're reaching more for your for your follower count, your reach and engagement is higher than I've seen for similar follower accounts. So it's yeah. clearly needed, right? It's clear people are clearly crying out for this yeah. kind of awareness. So it's you're doing a great job. Thank you. I think that's um, a, what, a bit a bit of that side. I think the engagement yeah. is disproportionately high. I think that's because I'm hopefully presenting things that people want to engage with and discussion yeah. topics. But Absolutely. also, I think a lot of people are afraid to actually follow me. I think having mm. my having my name in their followers in their following sort of list is. Good point. Not, not a good look. Yeah. So a lot. Of, I mean, I, I polled my I polled my following a few times, and about 80 percent of them are afraid to actually share my content, including me. <laughs> I didn't. Share, I've not shared a single one of my posts on my personal Instagram account. I, oh, I likely right, never okay. will. People don't know about it. I don't follow myself. I don't share my content. So I totally get it. But I'm at a disadvantage there, where most of my followers actually agree with a lot of stuff I say, but they don't want to share it, which is. I mean, I think we're yeah. seeing at the minute, I think we're seeing a bit of a, a, a cultural kind of um, U-turn, actually. I think things are starting to flip. Uh, they've kind of went very harshly one way and now they're starting to turn back. So I think you'll probably see that follower count going up as people get more and more confident with so. uh, speaking up. Yeah. Um, but um, so let, let's get to the kind of uh, the uh, where, where the rubber hits the road, let's say. We've kind of talked around this. So. The things that you're covering, you know, people people don't dare to follow you, right? Because mm. of what you cover, they just like and and don't even won't even comment. I suppose a lot of the time, just likes and um, and you yourself, you 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 know this stuff is controversial. So let's kind of see what's so controversial about it. Like, what are the three? If you could pick three major issues that you think that men face today, the three main ones, um. What would you think? What do you think they are, right? And let's see how controversial this really is, like what you're saying. Okay, I mean, there's so many to choose from. I mean, the one I'm really pushing. I know I said male suicide, mental health is the thin end of the wedge, mm. and then the, the slightly less thin end of the wedge. What comes next? I think is boys and education. Um, edu boys are now behind in every area of education in virtually every single Western country, and they have been for as long as I've been alive, which is. 30 years, 30 odd years. Um, so whether it's early years, primary school, SATs, GCSEs, A-levels, higher education, masters, they're behind at every stage, mm. uh, everywhere. And um, there's so many reasons for it, so many interesting reasons. And the annoying thing is I can only hypothecate on what they are. I can present many, many ideas. I can talk about how 80% of teachers being women does and has led to proven bias against boys. I can talk about how male teachers are less likely to problematize boys' behavior. I can talk about how boys on average have slower um, sort of psychological development, brain development than girls, and perhaps they should be held back a year and start at five instead of four. I can talk about how scholarships in America continue to be overwhelmingly for women. It's got scholarships and awards uh, despite women making up 60% of degrees. There's a really great... Um, scholar called Richard Reeves, who I admire. And he says, uh, boys are further behind now in school in America 
than girls were 50 years ago when the iconic Title IX legislation was brought in. So Title IX was brought in to bring girls into education because they were so far behind. And now boys are even further behind. So 15 points behind now, 13 points behind 1973. So education is a big one. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about men not being able to cry and men not wearing dresses. We're talking about yeah. boys being behind in education. Uh, so that's a big one. I guess yeah. health is also a big one. So sticking with America, um, nine men lead in nine of the top 10 causes of death and die at a rate 1.4 times higher than women. Uh, despite that, there is no concerted effort to address it through funding or research. So women in, in America enjoy four different offices for research into women's health. So the CDC, CDC had one, food and nutrition has one. Basically, there's four offices for dedicated research into women's health, which is excellent, but there's zero for men. There's zero for men and very little dedicated funding. Um, the same is true for, the, for education. There's a dedicated organizations for education women and girls in America, but none for, for boys. So health, education, and uh, domestic violence. I mean, domestic is a hot one, but mm. there's significant evidence, I would say. It's undeniable. Hundreds and hundreds of studies, uh, hundreds of thousands of data points showing that domestic violence isn't a gendered issue and uh, likely hasn't, never has been. Um, and yet there's almost nothing for men or boys that are being abused. So in England, we have about 1% of refuges for boys. In America, similar. Canada, 0%. So in London, there's nowhere for me to go if I get abused and likely nowhere else in the whole country. So there's hundreds of thousands or millions of men, I think about two and a half million over the lifetime. Mm. Uh, with nowhere to go. And I'm not saying we close down women's refuges, but I want to just open up the appropriate amount for men. So domestic domestic violence, education, and health, I would say, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying, uh, the the comment about men in dresses and men not made to cry, I mean, those are also issues, but I feel like they're also red herrings where they use as they people think that's what I'm talking about, but right, okay. the issues I'm talking about are huge and life changing. I mean, yeah, I, I, and it's what what I hear you saying is um, men men are men are not being helped with education, so they're coming out of the school system uh, unprepared, you know, for for like for a lot of things, right? So so like un- underqualified, underprepared for life, right? Then they're coming into a world where they are being can, can you know be abused uh, potentially yeah. as much as you know women are abused yeah and then they end up dying more commonly or committing yeah. suicide it's kind of like no real surprise when you put it that way is it like if you come into the world and you don't really understand it then no one supports you when bad things happen to you is it any wonder you end up like eating badly or no. not exercising or sleeping all day no. and depressed and then yeah. either committing suicide or dying of heart disease? This I mean, is, that, yeah. No, you you're, you're, you're saying all the right things. Um, I worked closely. I use my channel not just to share little rectangles to educate people, but I also use it to capture data. So I work mm. with researchers because I've got a quite a big following of men. Uh, I work with researchers to sort of gather data from them. So I worked with Susie, who's a PhD researcher in male suicide. And we did like one of the biggest studies ever into male suicide in the world, like thousands and thousands of men through my account and others. 
gave their story to her uh, from I think like eight, I think like eighty countries, which sounds incredible, right. but um, yeah. eighty countries. And she said, "This is like straight from the horse's mouth." She said, "A lot of men are wanting us to move away from the, um, the medical model of suicide, where we see suicide as a sort of a, a problem in your brain chemistry, or something wrong in you, or some some sort of mental problem you have, mm-hmm. and rather see suicide in the context of your lived experience and environment, and see it as a product of your financial issues or uh, your childhood experiences. It's not I mean, obviously it can be caused by mental problems, but often it's life stresses." And uh, if, if, like me, you like to read things like um, the National Violent Death Reporting System, which is not like reading, it gives you the associated circumstances of male suicide. Um, and a lot of them are problems with relationships. A lot of them are problems of work. I think like one in seven is work. One in seven is money problems. One in three is relationship problems. And they're all very real problems. Um, and they, those in those cases, they disproportionately impact men more. So I don't think suicide is can be chalked up entirely down to mental health problems, but the result of intense societal issues that men are facing and often alone, and they're exacerbated by men not being able to talk about them. That is also a problem. Mm. Men not sharing as often. And um, those two things go hand in hand and lead us to where we are now in terms of a uh, three and four suicides being men. Yeah. The point about not talking about it is, is um, definitely true. It, it's almost like there are, it's kind of confusing messaging from, especially with straight men, we'll, we'll, I'll just focus on at the minute, um, with, you know, straight men, straight women will say, I want somebody who opens up and I would like, I want somebody to be in touch with their emotions. The second they get in touch with their emotions, they're being, you know, called a pussy. You need to, you need to, you know, man up and you're supposed to be the protector, yeah. strong one. Why are you yeah. showing your emotions? You know? So it's, it's a very confusing world, I think, um, from men so yeah they're, they're talking about it it's encouraged and it's immediately uh, yeah. not encouraged the second you do it right it, feel, it feels like yeah. that way I feel, I, you know. yeah i mean if we're gonna ask ask men to talk we need to be okay with what they're gonna tell us like i i often mm. well i haven't often but i've told some women i've been in relationships with about certain things that happened to me and they handled it badly they handled it badly by just like laughing at me or saying that's not possible or um i had a friend who's I had a friend who lost someone to suicide and he sent the text around to the whole, his male friends being like, if you want to talk to someone, I'm here, did his bit, which is very noble. But mm. I remember having a drink with him the next week and he pulled me aside and said, I was tone deaf in my account, being tone deaf talking about male victims of sexual assault. And I was like, mate, you sent a message to me last week saying, <laughs> asking guys to open up. And now you're saying I'm tone deaf by literally just sharing the data for male victims of sexual assault so don't you, if you're going to ask them to help isn't that weird how then you're invalidating them by causing someone that's talking about it tone deaf about, yeah. so it's not just about men talking it's also about us winning being willing to listen and there's other great research that said um 91 of middle-aged men who died by suicide did open up and did seek help and did go and see mental health services or agencies and then guess what they still killed themselves so more than nine in 10, 91% did seek help, but still died by suicide. And it makes you question, maybe we're just not listening to men right. or helping them. Right. And this, this is expressed. I can see there's a link here. I just looked at what I was reading through some more of your posts. Cause I've, I've, um, 
you know, wanted to like bring some of them up today. And one of them was with uh, Amy Schumer and you were calling out, uh, and this yeah. is linked because it, it, you know, it, it shows a double standard. She was giving some accounts of um, her like sexual exploits with men and how basically she had kind of forced herself on men and, and then mm. made fun of one of them who was drunk and said he couldn't get it up and like was making fun because he was like out of it. She was like, he was out of it. It was funny. And yeah. I, I made him do it. And then another one in a taxi where she like basically forced herself on a guy. And the response to all this was hilarious. The one of them, she made the speech about the um, drunk guy at like a conference, right? Yeah. She was proudly exclaiming, this was this yeah. funny story. Everyone's clapping and loving it, I guess. And then with the taxi driver in this podcast that she was talking about, the taxi driver she kind of forced herself on, they were loving it. They were laughing and stuff. So, you know, with this kind of attitude towards something that if the genders were flipped, oh my God, like, can you imagine what would have happened if a man stood up at a conference and told that story the other way yeah. around? Or yeah. shoot <laughs> out of it, you know? And and as again with the taxi, like, oh, you know, I was in this taxi and got, grabbed the female driver's hand and shoved it over my crotch or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I think it's linked with what you said, like, yeah, men are seeking help, but like when this is the attitude taken to things, mm. you know, that, that men would clearly be upset about, it's laugh, laugh at them. Like, what kind of help are they really getting? You know, if that's how seriously men's, you know, the issues like that are taken. Because those, those Amy Schumer stories are issues. Yeah. But no one takes it as an issue. See, yeah. I mean, I, I just retold the Schumer story, but I sw I swapped the genders. So she went, she went over to a guy's house, and she said, like, quite openly, he was so drunk he couldn't see straight, he couldn't speak properly, he couldn't yeah. get it up. He was like looking at her through one eye like a shark because he literally couldn't stand up. He's like. He's wasted, like he's fucking wasted. That's, that's what she said. Yeah. And I was like, if, if a male said that, she's fucking wasted, she can't see, she couldn't, she wasn't ready, her body wasn't even out of sex. I'm like, you would be so cancelled. And she's Imagine. not even, the, she's not even the worst. Like, you should listen to Donald, Donna Hilton. Like, right. Donna Hilton is the, like, awful. She, Donna Hilton gave um, a keynote speech at the Women, Million Women's March in 2019 in DC. And she uh, served 26 years in prison for, abducting torturing raping killing a gay man like so it doesn't doesn't get much worse than that she helped right. abduct a man tortured him raped him killed him put him in a trunk and got rid of the body and then got caught 26 years in prison comes out million, million women million women's march photos of gloria steinem her and gloria steinem big thumbs up together i'm like how is that a role model and like, i'm all how for that go, how is that even how I, I, I don't know. Be, I think uh, you're asking the wrong problem. Person, I have no. <laughs> I could like not begin to justify that. But Jesus. I'm all for rehabilitation. And if she'd shown some sort of, I don't know, it's too far. If she showed some sort of regret or remorse, <laughs> or if she even advocated for male victims of violence, perhaps gay gay men, mm. like, I would be like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. But she doesn't. She speaks about violence against women, and I'm like, you've done That's... probably the worst crime imaginable. And That's absolutely insane. So yeah, Jamie it sounds it sounds it sounds unbelievable. Like I actually can't believe that happened. Like if she was given a, a speech at, at, at like a, a pride parade, maybe like yeah. apologizing and like yeah. you know the things that she'd done and like trying to make amends, and maybe that would be a bit different. But yeah, there's just some oh, things wow. I post that I'm just like, this is just so shocking. Yeah, like people aren't ready to hear this. But don't look up Donna Hilton. Like, don't take my yes. word for it. Um, you'll see her. Like she Vice did a film about her like it presented her as some sort of like champion for women you go into the comments on the youtube video oh and everyone's God. like are you seriously promoting uh, a murderer a rapist on your account and like 
So it's, it's it's you know what you mentioned earlier with the the, the murder rates as well um, that that it is it's mostly men but yet that's not a focus the focus is like oh you made this post recently just before I've got a question for you but I've just this popped into my head today and uh, no um it was a, maybe a week or two ago and it had this it was a post about um oh my god it was like it was a statistic about uh, how many women were victims of um um. Oh my god! It was like oh, it was like a, a violent, specific type of violence. Why well, can't I remember it? And it was like they, they said like twenty percent of women. Are, oh, that was it. Journalists, journalists. Oh, so yeah. it was a uh, was it twenty percent of no, or six, like six, six, eleven percent? I think it's eleven percent. Something like eleven percent of crazy. female journalists Absolutely are being crazy. targeted, right, with the violence. Yeah. How was that? How was that the statistic? It was something like eleven percent of journalists killed are women, and then it was like stop targeting female journalists. And that was from the UN. <laughs> that's the UN asking that. So it's not like, again, that's not some crazy idiot. I mean, they are crazy idiots, but it's the UN. <laughs> and the UN are saying 11% of journalists killed are women. Stop targeting female journalists. And yeah. I, I, I crossed out women and just said, stop targeting journalists. Like yeah. 90% are men. Like, how could he possibly do that? And you see it all the time. You see it all the time. Like selective compassion for women and Another example is the classic Boko. I mean, I put that as a, a post alongside other examples, but Boko Haram, when they um, abducted the 200, I think 273 Nigerian Chibok girls, classic. Like you saw that everywhere. Right. Remember, bring back our girls, and you had like Michelle oh, Obama yeah. and yeah, all yeah, people, yeah. all celebrities, all of the red carpet, bring back our girls, bring back our girls. And a lot of them were saved. I mean, some of them unfortunately died. But in in the three years following the abduction, of the 273 girls, 10,000 boys were abducted by Boko Haram as well. I didn't see any signs for them. And that's what I mean, like selective compassion. There's another one, another classic I saw was like one in four homeless people is a woman. And then it had like the (laughs) one in four highlighted. And I was like, what about those fucking three ones? Like, what about those? Like, seriously, like, I mean, if I had had to have a slogan, it'd be treat the issue, not the gender. The The issue being homelessness. And treat everyone like it sure, doesn't sure because your message isn't your message isn't like you know or it's not, not you're not playing what aboutism you're not like there's something more important well, here. you're saying I like think the I am. okay i think i am doing what aboutism i think i'm like okay. yeah what about the issues i i have to address are twofold in the sense that the issues are there themselves and then i need to also address the people that are not talking about them the people okay. that are ignoring them so i did a post today about um I live in London and um, last year we had the biggest, worst year ever in terms of teen homicides. So more uh, teens stabbing each other to death, essentially, in London. The worst ever on, in history last year in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single teen killed was a boy, every single, 100%. And I never saw boys, boys, but I heard it. They were called teenagers. They were called like victims. They were called... Never, no, at no point did I see it mentioned as a gendered crime, which it was. And now Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, has just announced a big campaign to end the epidemic of violence against women and girls. And I'm all for that. But considering he presided over the worst year ever in teen homicides, 100% of which are boys and men, where is his campaign to end violence against boys and men? Where are his strategies? Where is his acknowledgement? And um, that's why it's a what about I'm like, what about the boys who are now dead? 
the worst worst year in the city's history mm-hmm. and um i just want to i just guess i want to widen people's compassion deepen yeah. understanding yeah i get that i guess what i was saying trying to get at is that you're not you you are for ending the entire problems you're not just like you know when i said what about autism i mean that you're not yeah. just like what about this they're dismissing the other problem. That's what I meant. Like, no, you're, no, you're saying no. there's all you know. There's a wide scope of issues that need to be dealt with. Well, right? We can't. We can't. We can't solve one side of the equation. We have to go to both sides. Yeah. And often the issues that affect men and women are sort of symbiotic of one another. Mm-hmm. Like the classic pay gap is like I guess the, the poster child of gender equality. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand the pay gap is isn't women being paid less? It's mothers. And mothers are paid less because they have to take more time off work to raise children. And the father is able to go back to work and continues on his career progression, pay rises and promotions. And over after childbirth, the father moves ahead and the mother stays behind or returns to work part time or not at all. So when I'm advocating for more men to take parental leave and governments to give more, ideally equal parental leave to fathers, I'm also advocating to close the gender pay gap. Because by giving fathers more parental leave, you're actually closing the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with domestic violence and how, because it's cyclical, you can't you can't protect vulnerable women unless you're also willing to see women who perpetrate violence. Right. Because um, uh, basically, most most domestic violence is bilateral, meaning both partners are doing it. Um, so if you ignore women who perpetrate violence you're also ignoring the biggest indicator we have of identifying vulnerable women. So you sort of need to close them both. You need to address both sides of the equation. And uh, I absolutely do not deny the experience of women. And I find them integral to to the conversation I'm having in terms of solving mm-hmm. the uh, similar experiences of men. But as you've, as you've rightly said, the, the efforts are almost exclusively uh, on one side of this, right? And, yeah. and, and I guess... I've got a question for you here that, that's probably going to explain a lot of this. Um, first, I ask if you think this is the case, and then we'll get into why, right? So in the past, let's say, five to seven years, maybe like a little bit more, do you feel that it's become more acceptable or maybe even like fashionable to to hate on men? Uh, yeah, I- Probably. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I exist in my own circle. I exist in mm. a, sort of a social media world at the minute and I see it all the time. Like some of it is absolutely crazy. Some of the stuff you see said about yeah. men. And if you just to swap out any other group of people for, for men in that instance, it's just, you would never hear that. You would never mm. hear any other group described as toxic or, you know, trash or kill, kill, whatever. Like yeah. it's not even worth saying like, and it's easy, it's easy just to undo these people's bigotry. Like they say, like, I remember people would say, oh yeah, kill all men. And I'll be like, question, does that include George Floyd? And then they'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. And I'll be like, well, no, what you're saying is fucking stupid. Or like, well, does, that, does that include trans men? Should we be, no, not trans men. And it's just outrageous. Um, I do think mm. social media is a toxic place in general, yeah. can be. Yeah, and, and real life is not, social media is not indicative of real life. Uh, I feel like most of the people that follow me are lovely people, and most people I meet are amazing. I, I, my life is sort of blessed with amazing women and men. Um, but unfortunately, the loudest people rise to the top. The, the most annoying people, like the, 
like it's a, a disproportionately loud minority of arseholes <laughs> ruin it for everybody and um you gotta sort of ignore them to an extent mm. it has become like i mean you know there the definitely is like this uh loud minority i agree but also i mean I've, I've seen some of these ideas seem to well one point they were getting picked up by quite mainstream like celebrities and stuff were even kind of pushing some of this kind of you know bigotry not quite as hard as kill all men but but still pretty intense yeah. stuff so wh why do you think this is like where is this because i mean i think we i think we we both know that for the long for as long as we've been alive and probably two generations three maybe even four before us men have been this quite disposable you know told to be emotionless you, you go to war you're the last off when there's an emergency we, we know yeah. we know men are treated as kind of like disposable muscles just pick mm. things up and you know, do the work and then die basically yeah. but then it, that that used to be respected but in the last you know recent kind of like our lifetimes it feels like that respect for doing those hard things that like men die more often at work right doing more dangerous jobs yeah. like this used to be something that was respected nowadays it's like get over it get over it you're you're um you know you're still scum or or whatever or mm. you, you don't get a say here because you're this or kill all men blah 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 like where, where when did it when did it change and why in your opinion because there was respect right at some point in in history yeah there was a lot of respect for there's it, an interesting yeah there's been an interesting change you see in like the media how we present the fathers in mm. tv like originally it was like mr rogers he was like the classic father archetype like a wonderful wonderful wholesome generous kind man and now you look at the fathers in the media and it's like homer simpson peter griffin <laughs> how like all these idiots it's like just mocking them like it's clowns or inept and deadbeats and um yeah i mean i know the apa sorry the advertising standards authority asa they had to intervene because it got so out of hand like advertisers mocking dads to sell products that like they had to say no more no more mocking dads it's like clowns and they've had to start banning adverts there was an advert where a dad was like holding his kid at a sushi restaurant he puts the kid down and oh no the kid goes into the conveyor belt and gets taken away banned <laughs> and it was just like too much and i was like you can't if you want to men to be doing their bit with children you got to start giving them some respect mm. and like it's a give and take um so yeah i think there has been some trends it's been i mean trends in different ways mm. i don't know i wouldn't want to comment and say that we we're going through like a problem of hating men I, mean, I don't know or i don't know if we are, i mean we are i don't know if it's particularly new mm. i i'm seeing every time international men's day rolls around which was just the other day i'm seeing i am seeing progress i'm seeing men celebrated in certain spaces where i wouldn't have expected them to be celebrated at all they're mm. still celebrated as like let's celebrate the male allies to women and let's celebrate the men oh, right, that, okay. i'm like, okay that's okay that's progress but can we just celebrate men mm for themselves <laughs> why does that be <laughs> celebrating the men that do this or that and often i don't know it's progress we made i mean, I, I, I ask people like what is a man and people say like sacrifice and heroism and running into hmm. a burning building and i'm like right that's all very well and good and not not inaccurate historically speaking but like why does a man's what value have you measured on his ability to sacrifice hmm. and lose his life and um yeah. and yeah i mean i I, don't, I think we're still you said um Men used to be seen as disposable, and we still are. Like you just have to go to Ukraine and Russia and right. any any country of gender-based conscription, and uh, you'll see it right in front of your eyes. Mm.
It, it might not be like maybe the word hate I used for like, you know, a bit of spiciness, but maybe undermined <laughs> is maybe a better word. Like uh, men are being undermined more often these days. And um, yeah, and that, that yeah. seems to be that seems to be the main kind of crux of it, I think. Go on. It's annoying. It's really annoying. Like it's obviously it's painful, but I don't think it helps. I think I think I, we've, we've just seen the overturning of Roe Wade not long ago. I'm devoutly pro-choice. Um, I don't think anyone can tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body. And I was frustrated as someone that is passionately pro-choice for women that to be blamed. Like, I feel like there's such an interesting dichotomy of like, men shouldn't be telling women what to do with their body. No, men Mm. men shouldn't be writing laws on women's bodies. But then the same people were saying, well, where where are all the men? Why aren't the men standing? I'm like, well, you told me like, no, you two, it's no opinion. And now you're saying, where's your opinion? And like, the fact mm. is, in that specific example, men and women in America have pretty similar, pretty similar opinions on uh, abortion. Like men and women, they, I think a similar amount of men are pro-choice and to women. And by constantly making the whole abortion thing, in, in this example about men, men writing laws, not only is that not true, uh, the, 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 the most punitive laws are written by women, mainly um, Governor Kay Ivey and Terry Collins. By making it about men versus women, you're actually alienating half of the pro-choice sort of um, army, right. and like you're pushing them away for no reason. Like I am pro-choice, I am on your side, and to be blamed somehow for just because of my gender is not not nice or effective, mm. and um, it distracts from the, the the core problem, which is largely based around religious sedentary and conservatism, which doesn't have a gender, mm. and. Uh, you're pointing the finger in the wrong direction and women are paying the price now because they're the ones that have lost their rights. And, um, people like me, and I'm sure thousands, hundreds of thousands of men find themselves alienated or excluded from helping these women get their rights back because people cannot look past this pseudo gender war, which doesn't even Mm. exist in terms of abortion rights. And, uh, I think, yeah, you're sort of cutting off your nose and spite your face. Right. Right. Yeah, the, this attitude. Um, yeah, it, 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 you're right. It, it is. It is illogical. It, it holds. Yeah, it can hold movements back. You know, women-led movements back if they simply just, you know, deny men the chance to be involved. Because, like you said, it's a lot of people, and it, it's even. So there was, I, I think, when I think about this, like how how kind of how bad it's got. Like the reason the controversy comes controversy comes up, I think, is basically what you're saying is men matter. And men have problems that matter. And some of these problems have been misrepresented to show that mm. they're actually female problems when actually they're mostly male problems. And and by pointing that out, basically you are, a lot of people would consider you to be some kind of um, far right, alt right, <laughs> right, Nazi yeah. bigot or something. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. like, it, it kind of reminds me, there was a guy walking around in, in the States, he did a video and he was wearing a t-shirt that said, it's okay to be white. That's all the t-shirt no. said, right? You should have seen what people called him, screamed at him. He got threatened. Um, police had to come and, and tell him basically he had to leave. He couldn't stay out. He couldn't keep, you know, the t-shirt was just disrupting disrupting people, causing problems. He had to go, you know? So, and I imagine if, if you wore a t-shirt that said, it's okay to be a man um, or it's okay <laughs> yeah. to be male. I mean, if you wore that at a, at a feminist protest or a women's rights protest, you would probably get the same treatment, which is just, it's pretty mental, like, you know, you just stating like, 
you know, it's a simple statement. I know they, 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 people can interpret that as you're trying to stir the pot, but in reality, yeah. it is a simple statement. That's what all you're saying today, but that's enough to get people riled up. And that, that should tell you everything you need to know about the situation. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people just want to provoke. I don't have any hmm. such t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, I think there's some obviously very popular causes that men's issues do intersect with right. heavily. And by not acknowledging that again, you're, you're only hurting yourself. I mean, you mentioned, um, the America thing, like black lives matter, for example, uh, I tell you what, like I was talking about police brutality a long time before George Floyd was killed mm-hmm. because the overwhelming majority of black people killed by police are men. Like 99% of black people killed by police are black men. It's not mm. black women that are intimidating and scaring men, um, police officers that they're afraid of. It's black men. Um, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's like literally in the year George Floyd was killed, 244 black people were killed in America and 240 of them were black men. I think right. actually might've been 242. It was like two black women versus 240. The point is like police brutality is an intersectional issue that affects men and black people. So black men and by ignoring the other half of, what makes someone vulnerable to police brutality, you're actually not helping the situation. If anything, you're distracting it. Mm. And it was dis- I was disappointed to see it not seen as a men's issue. In fact, it became a feminist issue. And I saw a lot of um, targeted attention from BLM, the organization, for black women. And I'm like, it's not a black women's issue. It's a, a black man's issue. And um, yeah, I, I think there's more to be said and uh, yeah. more detail. It- it kind of no, links in with what you said. So you said that ninety nine percent of of the of people of the people being shot by police are, are black men, and then that mm. makes sense when you factor in that men are, like you said, scoring lower in in education. Um, you know, they're they're coming out into a world where no one cares about them, and none of their issues are taken seriously. So is it any wonder they end up in crime, no. and then well, de- having to get you know, then dealing with police? Is it any wonder that 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 ends up happening? If they were in doing anything criminal at the time and saying in this case, but I'm just saying like, is it any wonder that these statistics end up the way they end up, you know? No, I mean, I'll have to correct you quickly. 99% of black people killed by police are black men. Okay, Um, got it, got it. But it's like 96% of people killed by police are men. So it's still like 96%. Wow, okay. So it's still like white men aren't that far behind black men. It's not (laughs) particularly great. Um, But yeah, no, you've, you've hit on something where I think, again, when we look at, it's so difficult to have this conversation because if you look at violent crime, which is mostly by men, mm. I think we just, when we ask why they did it, so often it's just because of their maleness. They're male and they're toxic and that's the end of the discussion right. in prison. But don't, no one asks about what made them toxic, what made them violent, what have they experienced that made them this way. Mm. I did a post the other day about ACEs, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences, and it shows how like 95 or 96, maybe 97% of the prison population have at least one adverse childhood experience. So that's a right. sexual abuse, domestic abuse, uh, violence, um, physical violence and neglect. And I was like, I don't think, I mean, I don't think people are born bad. Or very few people are born bad. People become bad because of their childhood experiences and, and their, their upbringing and their environment. And if you look at domestic violence, so often we, we, again, we blame domestic violence on patriarchy. It's a means of patriarchal control that men do until women. And not only does that deny the fact that 
the evidence shows up 50% domestic violence is by women. It also ignores 26 other risk factors that also shape domestic violence, such as like joblessness, poverty, again, childhood abuse, um, personality disorder, there's so many, a substance addiction. Uh, there's just way more to be said about it. Um, and in terms of what you're talking about, in terms of violent crime, like it starts with, without justifying it, because there is no justifying violent crime, but we do need to understand what drives it. Mm-hmm. So we need to understand what creates violent people, violent men, and what can be done to take them off that road so they don't arrive at a position where they become violent to anyone, including women. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I know I talked about the intersection between race and gender in terms of police yeah. brutality, but there's another one, another really good one where, like, another intersection for, like, um, like gay men. So I talk about a lot and how we how we uniquely hate gay men as a as a world as a society, right. and like gay men are less accepted in every country. Like we don't obviously gay women are not accepted, but gay men are uniquely disliked everywhere. And we talk a lot about how like uh, in the UK being gay was illegal, but not mm. it wasn't. It was being a gay man that was illegal. Being a gay woman wasn't illegal. Certainly wasn't condoned. But it was only by being a gay man that you'd be sent to hard labor or chemically castrated right same for the nazis they were the people here that oh, they they executed gay people but they didn't execute gay people they executed gay men again it was homosexual men that were killed in the holocaust not right. gay women and again lesbianism was not condoned but it wasn't seen as like a crime or an abomination mm-hmm. so these are the intersections that i want to talk about too where it's not just about men it's about gay men black men trans, trans men disabled men uh, and I think you see the pains of the male experience in the most vulnerable groups. In in these cases, black men being killed by police, gay men being uniquely criminalised throughout history. So, so one of the main arguments that I see against everything you've just said, which is it's a crazy argument, by the way, but I'd like to hear your response to it. Um, when people criticise, you know, for you for saying these things, they say all of that is true can't be can't be you know can't debate that all the things you said are just tr- are true but it's men doing it mm. so i've heard this 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 argument that a lot of uh, i guess from feminists or people who are i don't know for some reason have a problem with this you know you being an advocate or people like you being advocates for these issues and they say well this is this is a men's issue because it's men's fault men do it to men it's not a women's doing it's nothing to do with us so you just deal with it yourself and stop trying to make us care about it this is what I've seen before. Um, and like, don't you don't deserve sympathy. It's your own kind mm. doing it. Fix the problems with your own kind if you don't want it to happen. That's that's the kind of attitude I've seen quite a lot. I think that's an incredibly stupid thing to say. Very, <laughs> I know. It is. It's very <laughs> revealing. It's very revealing that I think a lot, of, a lot of the problems that we experience is that we see men as like a monolith. So it brings you back to what we started. Like, what's your label? I'm, I'm George. Nice to meet you. I've not killed or murdered anyone. I'm <laughs> just... Um, I've, I, I get told on regularly that I've ruled the world for thousands of years and I started all the war. Men started the war. You started the wars. You wrote the law. I'm not, I haven't written any laws. I've oppressed no one. Uh, but we see, we are, we're addicted to seeing men as like a, mono, a monolith, like a, a single group identity. And we cannot get our head around that men are individual human beings that are both perpetrators and victims of their own suffering. And I get, yeah, I hear all the time I talk about... Uh, Today, in fact, when I was talking about um, the, the 30 boys who were stabbed to death in London last mm-hmm. year, 
and I would not be surprised whatsoever if all 30 of those were killed by other boys. But I don't understand what the point is. It doesn't just doesn't take away from the crime. It doesn't make it doesn't mean oh well in that case that doesn't count. It doesn't it doesn't mean really anything. I mean it's an important part of the conversation, but it's not the complete conversation. It doesn't mean that a, a crime still hurts. Just he doesn't like the gender of the person doing it isn't that relevant to that. And and like again like we wouldn't like most knife crime is black on black crime. Does that mean we just erase that as a problem? That doesn't count anymore because it's black people doing it to other black people. Or like I mean yeah. FGM is something that everyone cares about, but did you know that most FGM is done by other women? So it's mainly women doing FGM to girls. So, all right, that doesn't matter. It's by other women now. Uh, the, the, the highest rates of abuse are bisexual and gay women to other gay women. So right. if it's gay women doing it to other gay women, forget about it. And it's like, you can go on and on and on, but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't solve it. It's like, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's, well, it's invalidating in a big way where like, uh, my like, if I'm assaulted by another man, that doesn't invalidate the crime. Mm-hmm. My gender doesn't invalidate a crime in the same way that a woman's outfit doesn't validate someone that sexually harasses her. Like my outfit is my gender, and I'm wearing the same outfit as the person assaulting me, but it doesn't make it any less painful or devastating. It doesn't provide any solace to me, and uh, it really reveals the sort of person who says that, but they mm. just cannot see men as human beings, individual human beings that are just as vulnerable as anyone else. And uh, I don't get it. Like, so what if my if my assaulter has brown hair? I've got brown hair. It's like, what? Like, where do we stop? I like and the it, point. I think the point you made about the outfits, uh, you know, especially if it's a feminist you're speaking to where they've, you know, yeah, done yeah. so much advocating for this kind of, you know, there is no way to dress for it. You know what I mean? It's it's never their fault. And then, I, well, yeah. you're saying the same I thing. I well, off my outfit. Absolutely. I am a man. Exactly. I, I, I am just as, if I get assaulted, I don't care who does it, I am still valid and it still Absolutely. hurts and I still deserve support and justice. And, uh, you know, yeah, as much as uh, as much as as women get, uh, you know, yeah. and, and the, the right now that's not the case, which is obviously why well, you do I mean, what you do. So, if you're more interested in pointing out the gender of the perpetrator than you are in supporting the victim, then I think it really says a lot about yourself. And you, you work out who that person is, but mm. like the the primary concern surely is providing support to the victim, regardless of who they are. Definitely, um, definitely. What what advice do you have for someone who? is is or has no let's say is someone someone like a man who's experiencing some of these issues that we're talking about now and they they're going through what you're saying right there'll be some guys listening to this who are not getting the support they need from anywhere or or the support they're getting isn't like you said earlier like most of the men who committed suicide they got support it wasn't doing the job right um they're being downplayed by the people around them you know other men who don't get it downplay it you know be a man man up you know mm. the women around are like oh, i don't want to hear it don't be a pussy you know what i mean like what yeah. what advice do you have for men in these positions i think mm, i'd offer words of assurance not advice okay and that is that i think the world isn't quite what you think it is i think if you tell especially other men what you're feeling you'll be reassured at how many of their own similar experiences and how often they are willing to listen. Like, I think men make great listeners, in my experience, and women too. Um, I think a lot of people in your position, it, it it hurts. It can really hurt. And I'm sorry that you live in a world that thinks that you're 
ubiquitously privileged. But that is just half the story. And um, there are people that will see you. There are people that will listen. And um, I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through, but you're not alone. The problem is that men, we don't know what men are telling us. And because men are so are less likely to talk and are, or, or less willing to talk or less able, or sometimes they don't even recognize what they're going through because they're told that that doesn't happen to men. Men don't get, you know, men aren't insecure by their bodies. Men don't get abused. Like, and we don't even, they don't, they don't see it. And if they do see it, they don't share it. Or if they want to, they, they don't know, they haven't got, haven't necessarily got the emotional linguistics to express it, but there is support and it's changing. And there's charities that you can speak to and spaces you can go to. And I don't necessarily think that one-to-one talk therapy isn't necessarily as suitable for men. I think men are probably better in general for group therapy, physical exercise and stuff like that. And, um, I suppose you'd have to be more specific if you wanted advice on what that man you'll speak, the hypothetical man you're talking about, what what they're going through. But I think that was good advice, man. I think the, the <laughs> point about um, group therapy is a good point. So you're right. I think as, as a man, uh, I would find it way more comfortable to hear other men, see other men yeah. talking before yeah. I talk, right? Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, I feel better now because these guys have got the same shit going on. But when yeah. it's one-on-one, you feel like, yeah. you know, as a man, I don't know, I feel like a bit of an idiot. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't want to talk. But I guess women find that a lot easier because women talk, tell each other everything. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And also like yeah. therapy is mostly women. Most most therapists and psychologists are also women. And like, yeah. I don't like, I would never, I don't think I would ever, I don't think I can understand what it's like to be a woman because I am a man. Mm. But I also think women will never be able to understand what it feels like to be a man either. So yeah. that's why I feel like it's men talking to other men, ideally in a group situation is particularly powerful. And, uh, Definitely. There's no there's no advice other than just to start to learn or try and talk, engage. Even if face-to-face is too difficult, try online, like anonymous sort of Discord servers and chat rooms and stuff like that. And um that's a good that's a good point. I thought that, about that. I mean I, yeah, I just I just came up with that myself. But um, <laughs> I have a Discord. Come join yeah. my Discord. Cool, yeah. Well well I'll put the link I'll put your um link to your Instagram in and down in the pinned comment. People can find all your other links from your link tree or i can put that there as well with whatever you want we'll talk about yeah. it after but there are there is there is support there is there is a change happening i don't i i'm not pessimistic about the future i'm optimistic and everyone i speak to in my position is similarly optimistic and i think i am witnessing a change i am witnessing yeah. space that mine grow i'm seeing more and more wonderful scientists and academics including women most of all women if anything that are doing amazing research mm. that i find highly validating and they are well intended and passionate and committed and they're not going anywhere so just hang on hang on like don't don't allow society to tell you what your feeling is just in your head and can be solved through a you know change of toxic male mindset like you are valid you are the product of your experiences and some of those experiences are painful and they're real and um just keep going and time is the best healer and um it will get better Definitely, man. I, I appreciate those words. I think, I think, yeah, it's really good advice and to, for anyone that would be feeling anything that we've spoken about for sure. I've got a, a, a more, in, not more interesting, a more difficult question <laughs> for you to answer now. That was already hard. Enough. That was okay. tough, I know, but I think that's yeah, even tougher, okay? Oh, God. Right. Um, okay, what advice do you have for any women 
who are watching this right now, mm. we've gotten through. If they, if if you if they are this type of person and they've gotten this far, then that's amazing. First of all, yeah. But let's let's imagine it's a woman falling in with the hate all men crowd, right? Yeah. They're, they're maybe not fully in, but they're sympathetic to the idea of like all men are pigs, all men are rapists. I hate all of them, scumbags, blah blah blah. But they've got this far in the video. What I don't know what advice. I don't know what. What would you like to say to them? I suppose. Um, how do I deprogram sort of hatred that probably comes from some sort of embedded trauma from a man? Like I, I would do, I would approach it from the same perspective as what I um, said in the previous questions, where mm. I recognise that you probably have got some awful experiences of men, and I'm also sorry that happened to you. And there's a real and it's understandable. Like I, I have a really great psychologist and child therapist who follows me that I really like, and whose name I won't give you. But um, she talks about how all behaviour is natural, even the shitty stuff, even the bigoted, violent behaviour is natural if you look at it within the context of that person's experience. Um, so to the, to any women or men that think all men are trash and dogs and deserve to die, then I I also see you too. I also see your experiences and I'm sorry, whatever happened, happened. And I hope in time you heal. And, um, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, my podcast. If you want to check it out. <laughs> uh, I, I interviewed, um, someone who's a hero of mine called Erin Pitsy, who was the founder of the first refuge in the world for women, which later became refuge UK. And, okay. um, she was a massive advocate of having men working in refuges she felt having men in refuges so they used to, in the old days they used to be squats so you'd literally erin would go into the women to buildings that were derelict and squat there mm. and then the men would come in and build the spaces up and fix things and build things for that and she was like not only is it important that they're building the spaces but it's also important for re-socializing these women that have been marinated in male violence for essentially their entire life and mm. how could they ever know good men otherwise so I would allow, I would encourage these women you're talking about to allow these men back into their life in a similar way. It doesn't have to be DIY. I mean, that's it's helpful, but um, I, I, I obviously want to see their pain and suffering and experiences, but at the same time, not all men are like that. Not all men are dogs or pigs or trash. And uh, I hope in time you can listen more because often we have more in common than you think. And there are a lot more men that will help you than hurt you a lot more and um i guess in time i hope mm. i hope you change your mind that's it i again i think you've done a good job there i would only correct you on one thing uh, in that if men are acting like dogs and pigs that means they're acting in really really good ways because dogs and pigs are awesome just want to yeah. quickly just yeah, make sure uh, we get that, get that my dog? I mean, uh, yeah. yeah you got you got your dog she's, over there come sleeping. on if a man's acting like that, then it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand what you were saying though, you know, um, and it's, it's a, it's a good point you made. Um, I do hate, I do also, oh, well, are we, <laughs> it's a bit late now, but I, I am on video, right? Are you recording this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean like swinging around and doing all sorts of stupid shit. I was actually going to mention it later, but like, I wasn't sure if you wanted your face to be out there or not, if you wanted to be anonymous. Yeah. I mean, I don't, as long as I'm not being like picking my nose or. You picked your nose off camera. <laughs> I think you're one point. I think I'm safe. I think I'm safe. No, I Have think a little scrub through. 
I will. God, I'll check it. But the, I think I think, I think you're all good. Yeah, I think you're all good. Um, no, it's it's honestly it's been great to have you on. You've been more informed and and intelligent. I'll be honest than I than I expected. I wasn't sure what to expect. Thanks. I wasn't sure if, if you. Were, I, I mean <laughs> that as in when people kind of sometimes I, you know when people post the kind of stuff you post. Clearly, you're informed. But I was wondering, you know, politically, where where were you going to line up? Like, what kind of guy were you going to be? Good. Were you going to be someone who's just picking stuff to kind of keep you know, guessing, fire up debate, or or were you somebody who's like actually, like you said, a scientist who's actually passionate and get about doing this the right way? Well, and I'm, I'm really that. relieved to see that you're somebody who's doing it the right way. I'm a lover. I mean, I am a lover of science, and yeah. I'm glad you couldn't figure out. I think it's a great compliment to play to someone that you can't figure out all of their political beliefs. Beliefs, right? Like, if you give me three of your political beliefs i shouldn't be able to work out remaining seven uh, right right like, right like, i want to keep people guessing and i'm glad i surprised you um, for sure and i, I think and your I, work appeals to men across a broad spectrum people across across a broad spectrum of beliefs but that that's what you've achieved I like, so. you yeah. know, all different like wings right. of the political spectrum they could all align with you what you post and that's really important i think right. yeah i poll i poll my followers every now and again and they are they are well spread mostly center left-leaning and then quite a lot of lefties and then right and yeah uh, a lot of feminists more feminists at mras which is surprising i think i am you have i'm glad you mentioned it but I, that is an ambition i have where there is a lot of work to be done in this space where a lot of men perhaps well-meaning have not been particularly great in talking about these issues and <laughs> they come across as loud and aggressive and um, yeah divisive and obsessed with this war against feminism which i do understand yeah but i find i've been trying to rebrand it i re I, could, I think there's been a brand identity crisis for this these set of ideas definitely and uh, i want to help rebrand it in a way that is more inclusive and more compassionate more inviting uh yeah. just nicer and more and more and optimistic, I think. And um... I think that's important, you know, because right now, um, until I found your page, the only other kind of places I knew to go to for anyone who's talking about this stuff was like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, oh, yeah. right? Uh, um, Stephen Crowder. You know what I mean? And these guys, these <laughs> I know, guys, it's so annoying. The, th the thing is, when they talk about these issues, they often they're, they're educated on these issues and they yeah. they they raise awareness. But then it's 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 the packaging and and how and the other stuff that comes with it, yeah. where you're like. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm happy you do this. And there's a lot of stuff I'm happy that you do, but then there's this yeah. other stuff and I'm like, bro, what, what are you doing, man? Yeah, what, yeah <laughs> like, why? So much, why? I don't, I really, it's weird. It's so weird. Uh, mm. I think there is a massive failure of the left to occupy the space right. in a big way. And it has been hijacked by nefarious individuals that I don't agree with much, mm. if at all. It's also, it's not just a failure of the left, it's a failure of the right too, to, to, to do it in, to, to, to deal with these issues in a way that actually makes sense and not, not, you know, like I, I've seen, um, see, I follow, I, I'm not follow, but I'm, I'm exposed to a lot of kind of, um, right leaning or, or even right wing people across social media, social media. A lot of them complain about the mainstream right and say like, they make us look like idiots, like these mainstream mm -hmm. pundits. And it's like, and, and they, they often are against yeah. the, the pun, the main, you know, popular pundits. And it's like, that tells you that there's, there's also a problem there as well. Yeah, it seems yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of leftists are unhappy with left and a lot of right, right yeah. wingers are unhappy with the right in, in the popular people on the both sides are, are getting it wrong. It seems. Yeah. I do. I do wish, I wish more people on the left like me would call out other people on the left. 
for right. not being progressive. Like that's again, like I did a post a while ago where it was like, you probably are already an advocate for ma- for men. Like if you give a shit about homelessness, you're 75% of the way there because mm. 75% of homeless men, homeless people are men. Or if you care about police brutality and 96% a male advocate because 96% of deaths are men. Um, mm-hmm. And it's annoying that the left can't seem to get over the fact that they're men. And the <laughs> idea of men and being vulnerable is just such as like, it's like oil and water. Yeah. And um, it's not progressive. I'd say some of the things I'm saying are even more progressive because I'm not just talking about women who are abused. I'm talking about all abuse, no matter how small of a minority, like you should be talked about and helped. And that's another thing I find, another inconsistency I find of the left is that we're willing, just picking a random example, like inter- intersexuality, where it's like 1% of people have it. Intersex has like its own flag, its own day, its own letter in the LGBTQIA <laughs> alphabet, which is excellent. Give, yeah. them, give them 10 flags. But whenever I talk about male victims of violence or sexual violence, that people are, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a tiny little minority, which isn't true. Right. And even if it was true, like, it doesn't matter. Like, what happened to no one left behind? Like, what happened right. to no one left behind? And I'm sorry that person we left behind is a man, but you just need to get over that. And um, that's why I think I'm progressive. That's why yeah, I think no, I'm progressive. Because I... being progressive isn't about just thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. It's like rocking the boat. Like, Stephen, Stephen Fry said it best. He said, I won't get it exactly right. He said, progress yeah. isn't achieved by preachers or guardians of morality but by madmen heretics mm-hmm. um and like just basically saying uh hermits naysayers and like basically <laughs> saying that people that rock the boat people that right. throw stones are the true progressives right, right. and that's I, what i want to be like i want to challenge convention and orthodoxy and whilst agreeing with all the stuff that the left agree with too adding on to that widening the conversation not overlaying on top of women or anyone else but as well as not either or, but both and, and uh, that's what being progressive is to me. I think it makes sense, and uh, I and clearly, I can see in the future uh, the, your Instagram growing quite a lot uh, with with the type of posts you make, with the way that you put them out, with the quality of them is really high. They're really well made. They they're very easy on the eyes, easy to share, easy to read, and. Um, before yeah. I found your your page, that was lacking. I'll be honest, it was completely yeah. lacking. Like yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. you had to watch a Ben Shapiro video, you know, and then he, you know, the way he speaks, and it's, it's not accessible, and lots of people yeah. don't like him You're as well, right? Fucking you know? idiot. <laughs> Let's just get that out there. <laughs> Fuck Ben Shapiro. Just some fast-talking, pseudo-intellectual, like high high IQ performative idiot. Like, and that, but and then that, that the problem with that is, is that 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 only appeals to a very you know it appeals to a lot of people to be fair but but how many are really understanding what he's saying I don't think very many you know so it's it's it, and even if he brings up a topic that's good like oh this is a great point he's bringing up it's often not very digestible yeah so that's what you do really well um you're not doing the pseudo intellectual part you're not rapid talking <laughs> you're not, yeah, you're, not you're not positioning yourself as this cultural warrior trying to like you know fight in some whatever some left right thing you're going to get in the middle and fight mm. one side that you're just like no i'm just going to say the facts in a way that people can understand them and right. post them that people yeah. can get it left right don't really care just if it appeals to you share it yeah, and it yeah. should appeal to everybody because we these are issues that we're all men especially are all facing so yeah, i think uh, i think you're doing a great job man thank you i mean i, I did picking up what you said there where i'm mm. just presenting the facts and that is what i try to do i made a, another post not long ago where i say that the, the most used 
keys on my keyboard are copy and paste. And that's all I do. I just take the facts from the best source possible and I just paste them into a beautiful format. And that's it. Like I'm just going to the CDC, taking the data on domestic abuse victims, copy and paste, copy and paste. Mm. I take education, uh, boys behind education, like the words I'm presenting are not my own. These are the, these are the words of Mary Kernick Cook, who was the former CEO of UCAS. So she was the boss of the very organization that controlled higher education admissions in the UK. And she's saying that boys are being systemically uh, discriminated against by mm. our style of education. So when you disagree with me, you're not disagreeing, disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with Mary Kernick Cook, or you're disagreeing with Murray Strauss or Richard Jealous. And that's what it is. Like my, my account is a mirror. I'm holding up a mirror. And if you don't like what you see, that's not my fault. And um, copy and paste. I think that's the, <laughs> that's another key. Another little secret for you. It's cool, man. And it's it's smart as well because then obviously people can research what you're posting and see yeah. that. Yeah, and I provide you all the sources. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. I'll yeah. even shorten the link so it's right in there, tiny URL at the bottom. It's nice and, and easy. You want it's trying to get as easy as possible. And if you don't like what I say, <clears throat> comment it, and I'll I'll normally pin it. And then we'll have a great discussion about it. And um, awesome. just, yeah, I guess that's, I guess the, the final plug is just the comments are nice. Like there's some really great people on my account that raise really important issues. A lot of them disagree with me. Mm-hmm. And there's some great discourse in the comments, which I'm very proud of. Cool, man. I've seen I've seen a lot of it too. Yeah. So so people get over there. It's it's at the Tin Men. The link is in the pinned comment. If you're on YouTube, you can click there and go and go and follow. I highly recommend you get over there and follow. No one's gonna come looking for you in the, in his followers and cancel you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's right. not gonna happen. Don't don't be scared it's of that. Nice. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The cancel culture stuff is it seems is on on the on the it's going away. It seems shit. anyway. It's, it's, not it's really, shit. Like I've had like. Really poor efforts. Really, yeah. poor. like really <laughs> disappointing. I'm like this. I'm like of all the shit I've experienced. This one is the worst, mate. This one is the very worst. And like, I, I guess I'll end by just saying I don't. I don't get much pushback at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few pretty horrible things recently. But overall, if I get nine, if I get hundred messages, ninety nine of them are really, really supportive. And like from like a lot of mums, are like I've just had two boys. I had no idea. Like oh, I really nice, appreciate. Man. I didn't I have no. I had no idea. And thank you so much. And. Uh, get overwhelming support so don't worry about me being cancelled or being hated <laughs> certainly are a few trolls lurking yeah they're right. dying out they're well dying the tides out. are turning man the tide t- tides are turning so people are becoming more confident and i hope the viewers here are also confident enough to get over there and engage and like and comment and uh, yeah. definitely show you some support and and also your podcast as well which which um they can find through the link we'll, we'll, we'll send we'll send to the instagram in the yeah, bio all there. links to that it's right? all there yeah. George, right. thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been great to have thank you here. Thank you, David.